You fought in the Clone Wars? Roger, Roger. Welcome to uh, another episode of Fans of the Force podcast, Clone Wars Rewind. This week, we watched Supply Lines, which was the third episode of season three, and it originally aired September 24th, 2010. The brief episode description is Ryloth is under siege. Trapped on the surface, Jedi Master Dai rallies the local forces with the help of Cham Syndulla. Desperate to save them, the Jedi Council dispatches Senator Bail Organa and Representative Jar Jar Binks to the planet Toydaria, where they are to convince the neutral regent, King Katunko, to send aid to Ryloth. And once again, I am joined by my awesome podcast hosts, Adrian and John. Hey, guys. How's it going, Cat Ray? What's up, Cat Ray? Good. Let's talk some Clone Wars. Let's do it. What a good episode, by the way. This episode... Uh, of Clone Wars is uh, it was one that you know I forgot how good it was when I you know was watching it I was like oh yeah Jar Jar's in this one oh boy <laughs> but then as I watched it I'm like you know this is a really good Bail Organa episode really good I completely forgot that Jar Jar was in this episode at all and yeah. it got to that point and I was like oh yeah but actually, it's not too bad. <laughs> no, um, even this with is Jar Jar. actually this is actually one of the few times where I legit- legitimately find Jar Jar funny, right? I, yeah, I mean, just the the Targaryen guards' reactions to his shenanigans, a <laughs> <laughs> little, you know, head shakes and just kind of like looking at him. <laughs> I, I I like this episode, this Jar Jar episode, and uh, it's it's. I just can't. Before we get further into it, man, what is up with the order they aired these in? Oh, I know it's so, so weird. Last right? week was three hundred one, so then they skipped to episode three of that season. But the next week we're going back to season one, episode one, right? Right. Yeah, and I mean this this sets up for the Ryloth arc that comes yeah later in season one and. It does seem a little random here. Like, they even could have... Like, I don't necessarily know why it has to be right where it is. Like, you could probably plunk it down somewhere in season one. Well, actually, that's not true, right? Because next week we'll see the Toydarian King again. So I guess it does have to be here. No, um, this set it up directly for the first yeah, episode. No. Aired episode. Yeah, I guess it. I guess it's just a good way of setting up the fact that like some of these battles started early and kept going for a long time. Like they weren't just one and done. You yeah, know? they like, were. Ryloth has just been continually at war for months and months and months. Yeah, it's really it's it's a plotted out um, uh, storyline, and it's got some length to it, and it's it's. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is the start of that, which um, which, again, watching these in in this order, in the chronological order, mm-hmm. is it's so much fun. <laughs> I mean, it, it's better. I think it, it, it's it's a lot better. 
It's it's less. It keeps you more interested, I think, in the way that the air date um, order. It gets a little clunky at time, and you're you know you sometimes it takes you a minute to go. Wait a minute, didn't we already do this? And we're coming back to it, and what you know? Isn't that totally. character dead? Why, why is right. that character there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it um, definitely flows a lot better, especially considering how when we jump back to season one next week, it will just flow right in to that storyline and make things make more sense that way. Yeah. Also. So in in knowing the way, I mean, having watched it before, we all know how we all know the episodes are a little familiar with them, at least um, knowing where we're going to be going in the story, watching this episode made this episode even better because I know where yes. we're going to be going as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, go ahead. Watching it uh, in the air order, I suppose. Um, the first time just, oh, we're back to Ryloth was my, <laughs> was my thing. Like those people just can't get a break. It's not until the second time I my first actual binge where I'm like, this is a prequel to this to the Rylotha trilogy. That's crazy. I never got that. And I I it made the episode that much better for me because like you guys have been saying, yeah, Ryloth has been under siege for for months. It's it's been going on in the background of season one pretty much the whole time and it just enhanced it it just made it so much better like we're saying the the chronological order is making me appreciate clone wars on a completely different level now a a totally new level yeah yeah it's it's a tighter not tighter it's a more cohesive viewing experience so getting into it though um you know i some of the things that immediately um, from a chronological standpoint, uh, this is the first time that we see, um, the Toydarians. Mm-hmm. Well, in the Clone Wars. In the Clone right? Wars, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, in the Clone Wars. I mean... I actually found it to be a very interesting portrayal of the Toydarians, mm-hmm. um, given that the first Toydarian we see is Watto yeah. in The Phantom Menace. Hey, and and here, he's a certain kind of way! Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> but but uh, it's, it's interesting <laughs> that, that that character is contrasted so much by the way the Toydarians are portrayed here. And especially where, the king. Yes, who who even says like, oh, you know, we Tordarians, we believe in compassion, we right. want to help, right. but yet you've got like our very first time we ever meet a Tordarian, yeah. you've got Watto, and the he's biggest ball Tordarian <laughs> ever made. Yeah, he you know he owns slaves. Yeah, he he gambles. Right, he doesn't seem like a particularly upstanding. He runs uh, a freaking kind junk of guy. shop. Yeah. <laughs> And so, he's probably an alcoholic and womanizer on um, to boot. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if there's women Toydarians that are attracted to him, so so I, I I just found that that contrast in what we've previously seen versus what we see here, yeah. to be very interesting. And I mean, that goes 
with anything, right? You know, like there are good people and there are bad people. So probably maybe not all Toydarians are are like Watto. Extremely, yeah, you know, but... And I agree. I think it, it was an interesting choice to take that character, the Watto character, and, and look at his race and go, okay, everybody else is not quite like him. It's so yeah. easy to go, okay, everybody's just like him, yeah. you know, but they decided not to do that. Mm-hmm. So it was like... That's really interesting to me. That's cool. It's fresh. It's different. But at the same time, like they it. all look kind of like them, except they didn't <laughs> like the little helmets, like the first one that we came across that comes up to the ship when it, the oh, ship yeah, lands like the and, and Bail Organic comes off. He's got this weird helmet with this. It's it's real close to his head shape, but it's got mm-hmm. you know a little extension that doesn't go all the way down his nose, but... It's just weird design to me. I don't know what my problem is with it, but it just it didn't look like a helmet, but it totally was a helmet. And I don't know. Yeah, I really liked the use of the Toydarians here. It was nice to see a different aspect of that species for sure. And just kind of a cool species in Star Wars that we haven't seen a lot of aside from Watto, so you know, kind oh, of hadn't nice seen to any see that expanded. up until that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. so kind of nice to see that expanded on. You know, the the Clone Wars does that with a lot of species. You know, so Greedo was our first the uh, Rodian, our first the uh, Rodian. Thank you. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's late. Yeah, Greedo was our first Rodian, and throughout the original trilogy, whenever you saw Rodian in the background, it was usually in some seedy kind of location. <laughs> The first Rodian we see in Clone Wars is he's a senator, a childhood friend of, not a childhood friend, but Padme grew up with him. You know, a lot of right, yeah, um, a lot of cool stuff like that. Um, in this episode too, uh, uh, Master Dai, he's a Nikto. They're they're also often portrayed as just as these scumbags, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know here he is as this refined Jedi Master that cares deeply about you know the situation and the Twi'leks mm-hmm. and and the and the Twi'leks too and its troopers and the Twi'leks too exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I mean the first um, one I remember was Bib Fortuna you know yes yeah and, Wonka. yeah and uh <laughs> Jabba no paste Luke Skywalker Jedi Knight yeah and uh <laughs> um and and then we get the senator one from the prequels the chubby guy that makes an appearance Anaconda in this. Bar. Anaconda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that guy. Um <laughs> and uh which which I always thought was a different race until I saw this episode the first time. I'm like, oh he, he's There's just the same. It's same same as Bib. Okay, I get it. You know, we had the dancers um, too in Jabba's Palace. Of course. The huts are the only species that are con- consistent. With their portrayal as just these criminal giants, yeah. scumbags. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even even Rhoda, you know, he's just gonna grow up into some some criminal slug thing, too. right? So, but uh, yeah, really interesting points there with the uh, alien portrayals, and the Toydarians are definitely like my favorite uh, uh, example of that. I think just because of how different we got from Watto to them the guards and the king 
Yeah. Yeah, and it's it it's nice to see. I I enjoyed it. I was like, oh yeah, I kind of like these guys. They're cool. They seem, you know, they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. But I like that the king, you know, while while hearing both sides from the trade federation and for the republic, he's kind of like, yeah, we recognize that we need to get them help. So I'm just gonna kind of look the other way, and if you can figure it out, you know, well super but you know i'm not you know i can't i can't explicitly give you permission but i'll i'm willing to look the other way so that you can make that happen to help them yeah yeah i like i liked that little bit you know which brings me to my first question here how how do you guys feel about this the way the episode played out so we so we got this humorous jar jar antics side to the episode right Mm-hmm. In contrast to this dire situation on Ryloth, yeah, the situation in Toydaria just ends with a "oh well, whatever." <laughs> Ryloth ends with, frankly, a really heartbreaking final showdown. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you never see battle droids take down a Jedi, so when you do see it, it's jarring. It's like, right, oh. right, yeah. And they introduce you to. Uh, was it Captain Keeley? Is that his name? Commander Keeley. Commander Keeley. Yeah. Or oh, the captain, God. isn't he? Um, I think He had maybe. the same like shoulder pad that Rex has. Okay. You you might be right. I thought they called him Commander, but I it's possible I misheard that. So. Well, anyway, they should have named him instead of Keeley, Keeled off, right? <laughs> To go along with Master Die, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, keeled unfortunately off and died. Are, are the are the two characters don't quite oh, make it but, out? Yeah, that was oh gosh, Keely. You know, it's amazing that you know how quickly a character can grow on you in just the span of an episode. Right. You know, and it's like you know we only see him in this one episode, and he dies. You know, so twenty two minutes, and you meet him, and he's dead. Right. And the same with Master Die, but yet, like huh. he totally grows on you because you know he's shot, and he goes, or a grenade goes off, I right? Think, and he goes down, and you're like, oh, he's dead, and then he he manages to get back up, and he's there, you know, mm-hmm. with his blaster, and he and Master Die are you know like facing off till the end to make sure that they can hold the troops just long enough and yeah. it's just like and then when he finally goes down you're like no they were Let's so make close the end memorable yeah. Yeah. well and they, and they did a good job of giving him his own stylized clone helmet you know mm-hmm. it kind of had like yeah. a at first i thought it was like a serpent but then it looked more like a ram horn kind of thing I, yeah i you saw know? the ram's horn yeah. yeah um which uh which i thought it was cool and i also wondered if the name keely was a reference to uh, the Hobbit, one of the dwarves in the Hobbit. One of the dwarves, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe. I wondered it's if it was just a nod to that. Maybe it's possible. You know, my my only issues with those two characters is that I wish we'd been introduced to them before. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the moment where they go down was pretty powerful. As it was, you know, imagine if they were like actually developed characters. Yeah. Not just yeah. If we'd seen more of them, especially uh, Master Die, because you don't see Jedi that are that emotional usually. Mm-hmm. Like last week, he called Shakti a, a Jedi Jedi, mm-hmm. but we know exactly <laughs> what that means. Yes, 
Master Die, he's he's into it. He's for the Twi'leks. He's just charging yeah. into battle. He, like he cares. Yeah. There was that little moment where he paused to look down at the at Ca- at the Captain Akili because he thinks he's dead, and you can just see the hurt. You can tell he's like, "Damn it!" There goes there goes <laughs> Captain Keeley. I Yeah. My friend, my comrade. Exactly. Like he's one of yeah. those emotional Jedi that frankly I think would have been nicer to see every now and again more often mm-hmm. in, would, in the series. Would you like to see one of the one shot um Marvel comics be mm-hmm. a master die in Keely story? That'd be pretty cool. I'm not for anything for the one shots. I don't yeah. think it would sell as much as a Mace Windu comic, but <laughs> well, probably not. Yeah, but you know, have him show up in the Mace Windu comic or something. You yeah, know? yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really, really well done. How you know how how concerned he was for for the Twi'leks and their plight on Ryloth, and really concerned about making sure that they got they were aided by the Republic and felt really let down by the fact that it took the Republic so long to actually help them, which then of course resulted in him dying. So yeah, that's (laughs) kind of a bummer. Um, but I thought that, I thought that played really well. What did you guys think of the, the introduction of the, I guess, infamous, uh, Cham Syndulla? Uh, very, very cham, <laughs> very cham. I like that. Yeah, most cham, so cham. He pretty much, much doesn't Lula. change in between the Clone Wars. Yeah, you talk about no Rebels. character development. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, there's an example right there. I mean, that's. Um, I mean, and that's the way he always is. I could see why. Yeah. eventually, just kind of like not dead, and takes off. But it's cool um, that speak- they, on the other side, it's cool that they have stayed true to that character, you know? Yeah. All like these he, years he, later, that's that character. That's so him. And he still has a very fixated way of seeing things. And yep. He's very focused mm-hmm. on what he wants and what he believes yeah. is best for his people. Yeah, but I still feel like there could have been some change, like uh, with Saw Gerrera from Clone Wars to... Rogue One, he still had the same mindset, but he, he developed enough that he became, you know, he became more erratic, more mm-hmm. dangerous, you know, not just to his enemy, but to his own people and himself. I guess that is a good Slight point. change. Cham, uh, yeah. just say Cham. That's true, and that's actually a good point. Like, I could definitely see someone like Cham Sandula becoming more like how Saw Gerrera ends up as kind of more of an extremist. So actually, that that is an interesting point, that Cham stays Cham and kind of maintains the same <laughs> viewpoint and actually doesn't go further, um, which seems like something that could fairly easily happen. Hashtag of the week, Cham is Cham. Cham is yeah. Cham. <laughs> totally. <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's right, though. Like, Shakti is a Jedi Jedi. Cham is Cham. Like, there's <laughs> 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 that's just the way it is, guys. I don't make the rules. Um, <laughs> oh, well, um, so 
I don't think we answered my 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 question. How, how do you guys think about what do you guys how do you guys feel about the the two uh, the two stories and how different they are in tone? It's it's an interesting juxtaposition. Um, I I actually think that Jar Jar wasn't too over the top, if you can say that about dancing on like a floating table juggling dishware um (laughs) (laughs) you know it it kind of fits right in with jar jar and he's you know was making an honest effort to to help be a distraction and to show off his gungan performance art skills which was actually pretty good right yeah it was i was kind (laughs) of impressed i was like wait jar jar can do that he he ends up as a clown doesn't he in the 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 aftermath trilogy spoilers yes in empire's end there's an interlude i believe where they actually talk about how jar jar has been reduced to making his living acting as a clown doing that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and i I just made the connection like right now it's like holy crap i i thought about that too actually watching this episode like oh so this plays into jar jar's ultimate fate in the Hey, you in know the Star Wars it, universe. It works because this is like I said earlier, this is like the only episode with Jar Jar that I'm like, this is funny. Yeah. He was like, oh, genuinely you, entertaining, you know? I, you know the I, little I, mumbling he was doing? Like, are you done with that? It's okay, I'm taking it anyway. Just <laughs> taking all yeah. the people's foods and whatnot, just making a mess. Lot dud uh um glaring at him and his assistant for clapping at Jar Jar yeah. at the end. Yeah. Ugh, lot dod. Talk about people who want to punch in the face. Like these <laughs> Trade Federation guys. There's, man. There's not just too many cartoon characters you want to punch in the face, but lot dod. Lot dod is one of them. <laughs> How is the Trade Federation still part of the Republic? I mean, oh, come I on. I know. Seriously. Newt Gunray is an extremist out. or whatever. It's like, no. No. He's the leader. It's like, come on. No. That's. You're not fooling anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, the only people I wasn't sad to see die in Revenge of the Sith. It's like, yes, kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Rooting for you, Anakin, Darth Vader. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, not sorry. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'd completely forgotten Jar Jar was in this episode. And I like how Bale is like, oh, Padme can. And they're like, oh, sorry, Padme's busy. You get Jar Jar. Right. (laughs) He's like, uh. Okay. Padme has plenty of experience. Like it's not Padme. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, nope. <laughs> Which uh, again brings up the same question: Why is Char Char a representative? Why? Now? Why in the world did anybody think that was a good idea? <laughs> I mean, George wouldn't Lucas? Boss Nass be a better? I mean, he kind of leads the Gungans. Right. There, well, so. I mean, he's busy well, leading the Gungans. Job. Yeah, that's but, his job. But they it's probably somebody. his idea. Hey, let's yeah. get rid of Jar Jar. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. That's And that's why Jar Jar is the representative. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what happened. So it's Boss Ness's <laughs> fault that the Empire <laughs> happens. Right. <laughs> Ultimately. <laughs> pin it, pin Ultimately. it back to him. <laughs> It all goes back to bus Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, 
Boss Naz or Bust Nads? Which one is it? Because that guy's a ball breaker. <laughs> oh, and so endeth the Clone Wars Rewind. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I took it there. You always take it there. I do. And we love you for it. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I'm just saying what everyone else is thinking. No one was thinking that. I can <laughs> guarantee you no one was sure? thinking that. Really? I was, uh, I was not uh, thinking that. I can't think I'm the first. Oh, but anyway, go ahead. You know what? <laughs> Shock T, Jedi gonna Jedi, Cham gonna Cham, John gonna John. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's true. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, back to the... Back to the episode at hand. Um. <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was great seeing the blockade runners. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Makes me question how old those ships actually are and why they're still. And how so they're still useful. It, yeah, it's, it's like one of those. They just don't build them like they used to, and like yeah. the blockade runners are just great. Well, and Man, here's the sol- thing: solid I mean, tech. Don't get rid of it. Here's the blockade running, uh, runner running the blockade. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. it's doing, doing what it's what named it's for. To do. Yeah, we finally get to see that, and and it works. So uh, overall, what do you guys think of this episode? Overall feels. This is a pretty good episode I- for me. Yeah, it's a it's a solid episode. I mean, you know, some people are probably going to automatically ding it because it's got Jar Jar in it. Sure. Um, which is not a negative necessarily for me. I actually think Jar Jar is fairly well utilized here. Um, maybe surprisingly. Uh, so <laughs> so I, you know, and so I think it I think it's a solid entry. I don't necessarily think it's one of my favorite episodes. No. Um you know, I liked the use of Master Die and Captain or Commander Keeley. Um, and I, <laughs> I agree with Adrian. I think it would have been nice to get a little bit more background on them. Uh, I like that this sets up more of what we'll see with Ryloth and Cham and even little baby Hera, who maybe we saw in this episode. I'm not quite sure. There's one little girl at one point near near Cham, and I don't know if that's supposed to be little Hera or not. Was she and green and wearing the helmet? She was not. Um, but the one question I did have is, is his name, is it Gobi? Is that the same guy that shows up in Rebels? Hmm. Might be. Is it? Yeah, see, that's what I was trying to figure out failing so far but um google do your thing i (laughs) I was like wait is that the same guy that's in rebels because that would be kind of cool actually um so as something that crossed my mind i wasn't quite sure yeah go be got gilai glee yes something like that probably Is it the same guy? Are we well, according to Wiki- that? Wikipedia? Um, he lived on Ryloth during the Clone Wars. Was part of the 
uh, Twi'lek resistance that opposed Separatist Alliance's occupation of the planet. Um, joined the resistance under Cham Sindula, then fought the Republic alongside uh, Jedi General I'm a gun D. I'm going to die. I'm a dead man, whatever his name is. Um, and part of the part of the free Ryloth movement. Three years before the Battle of Yavin, Gobi okay. was still considered hmm. one of Sindula's best soldiers. Okay, well, that would. And. I guess that was him. What? Yeah, here we go. Uh, he, <laughs> along with Cham and Numa, later rendezvous mm-hmm. with Sindula's daughter, Captain Hera, who had become nice. the leader of a rebel cell that operated from the Starship Ghost. There nice. you go. All right. Good so catch there's our there, good catch. Yeah, so that brings it, bringing him forward to the the rebels era too that's mm-hmm. cool all right mm-hmm. so i wasn't crazy i made that connection yeah all right <laughs> oh <laughs> good call <laughs> um another question for you guys has anyone read uh lords of the sith no yes that's also a ryloth story isn't it mm-hmm. are they stuck on ryloth and cha- yes and champs and doula features heavily in that story how do you feel about the book would you recommend it? Oh, gee, it's been a while since I've read it. I mean, yes, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think I think what happens is a little bit predictable. And especially now, if you've seen um, seen Rebels at all, you you kind of know where it's heading. Um you will be able to predict what happens in the end, um, not to give it away. Um, but, but I think, I think the, the ending is a little predictable. I mean, it was enjoyable enough. Um, I don't think it's my favorite star Wars book and clearly I haven't gone back and reread it anytime recently. Um, but it, it was okay enough. I mean, I, I enjoyed reading it when I, when I did. And that was actually before, I got into the Clone Wars and Rebels, so it would be interesting to go back and read it now to get a little bit more background on Cham, knowing what I do. Like, I remember when the book uh, came out, I I came across it at Barnes, one of my trips to Barnes & Nobles, and I got excited. I thought, totally dope, a Emperor Vader story, and it's going to be about them and their little adventure but then I looked it up before I bought it, and it, it was more of a a Ryloth story, more of a little rebel cell with not as much emphasis on the Emperor or Vader as a lot of people had hoped for. Uh, there's, a, there's still a considerable amount of Vader in the book, I would say. It, it kind of alternates between cham and another character who are involved in the rebel cell and then darth vader with appearance by the emperor but you know i would say the emperor's not one of the 
primary characters. Well, that stinks. <laughs> but he's there lurking his fingers and everything. That's true. He does well, manipulate quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a give it a watch. Give it a watch a re give it a read. <laughs> Good. Browse through it real quick. I, I seem to remember it was a pretty quick read. Um, like I said, it's been it's been a few years since I read it, so but and there's some good action that happens and definitely Darth Vader being very Darth Vadery and just Vader gonna Vader. Yeah, Vader gonna Vader, aka kill a lot of rebels. So <laughs> <laughs> um there's that, you know, if that's your, if that's your thing, which you know, I know we all loved from Rogue One, so <laughs> I think you definitely get some of that in there. You get that in the Vader comics too. A bit. Yeah. I want I want a Vader book that's like Thrawn. Yeah, that's maybe. that's what I want. Yeah, maybe that's what maybe that's what the new comic series will kind of be. Ooh, yeah, Could yeah, be. yeah, 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 yeah. Could be. We'll see. Uh, okay. All right. So, final thoughts, guys. Final Decent thoughts. Episode. Pretty good episode, you know. Uh, I think, like you said, it's it's not ever going to be confused with one of my uh, favorite episodes. But I think what it brings to the table in terms of uh, the Ryloth setting up the whole Ryloth thing, um, it gives us a couple of characters that um, that uh, you know sets us up, and then gives us a noble end. Um, and in fact, uh, one of which is a playable character in the Star Wars, uh, uh Galaxy of Heroes <laughs> game, um, Master Die, um, which is uh, probably not one of the strongest characters in the game, but he's there, he makes an appearance, you know, and, hey, and that's awesome. That is pretty he's awesome. Canon. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, um, gosh, what else? I mean, uh, just, just. A beautiful episode to watch. I mean, a lot of really good design elements um, mm-hmm. from an artistic standpoint. The floating table thing was kind of weird, you know. And uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's a total Star Warsy touch, you know, to do something oh, yeah. kind of far out. Um, <laughs> the whole, the whole Jar Jar doing the whole "Don't look over there, look over here" thing, yeah. you know. Uh, that was fun. I didn't mind that too much. Um, but a very good Bail Organa episode. And and that's the part mm-hmm. of it that I think, um, I mean, he's still a character even now that I feel like it, it was really underutilized. And there's more story. Totally. There's, there's a lot mm-hmm. more Bail Organa stories out there. Uh, so it was cool to see a character that doesn't get the spotlight very often have a really a decent episode to to mm-hmm. take that moment and really kind of develop and and push his character a little bit and show why okay who is this guy what's he good for oh okay uh it's a good episode for him so um yeah I like this one I like it quite a bit but it will yeah. never be one of my favorites B- bale is one of the unsung heroes of the franchise i think i've said that before but every time he pops up he's he's always utilized well i think mm, yeah he's always doing something important um 
again, Jar Jar was actually enjoyable in this one. Uh, I think the two plots kind of contra- contradicted each other. Uh, not contradicted. They didn't flow well together just because of how light one was and how heavy the other was. Mm-hmm. I think I would have preferred it if they were two separate episodes. One focused solely on Ryloth with uh, Master Die, and then just a lighter comedic episode just on Toydaria. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of like it the way it is in, because because of the difference between it. You're, you're having the comedic element offset the darkness of the war. I'm okay with that, you know, meshing those two together. Because otherwise you get just a silly episode with Jar Jar. Or you get this really dark <laughs> war episode, and this this allows to have that contrast and give you uh, lighthearted moments in a very serious story. I'm cool with it. Uh, true. I, I think my biggest thing is I would have liked more Master Die specifically. Yeah. So no, I, I yeah. can't disagree with that. I, you know, uh, his character as just um, a one episode character uh, is kind of disappointing. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it works, but it could sure. have been anybody, right? You know, probably. It could have, yeah. It could have been any um, any Jedi Master any, character. They could have, sl- yeah. So, I, I agree with, with Adrian. It would have been nice to see a little bit more of him. I mean, I and and then with John, you know, I don't necessarily mind the, the silly kind of, as a, as a juxtaposition between the more serious the battle maybe it started to veer a little bit too silly you know kind of at the end where jar jar's like oh no i mean you got jar jar juggling oh look over here look over there then like two minutes later you got a jedi being gunned down by battle droids (laughs) which you never see so it's like oh shit yeah 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 so Um, you know maybe it does veer a little too silly at the end but but overall i didn't mind those two storylines going on at the same time especially because i think it emphasizes aside from the silliness if you forget that part that you know obviously there are two sides to the war right you know there's the battles that are actually being fought and then there's the behind the scenes like the people that are working to try and bring aid or stop the fighting you know so they're kind of two different battles going the on political the battle battles. of words and the ba- the physical battle so i think it's a nice contrast kind of between both sides of that yeah i think it was a Forgetting really some of the silliest a really well written episode in that it did show um you know the uh, uh the king um listening to both sides Mm-hmm. And you and yeah. you can hear how they're both arguing for each other, and you can see how the whole thing sways back and forth um, <laughs> in in what would be convincing his his king and his people. You know, um, that was really well written. I really liked that and enjoyed that political part of it, which I'm not usually a big fan of the political stuff in Star Wars, um, but it worked real well. It, it was real well written. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, no one saw. I think everyone reacted like uh, King uh, Katunko did to Jar Jar. Like they were bewildered. They were enjoying it to an extent. <laughs> Something I just realized: if you're trying to hide the ships, why have dinner in this floating table by the windows? <laughs> yeah, it's your palace. Surely you know what? You have a. Because you have Jar Jar to distract everyone, it doesn't matter. (laughs) 
No. <laughs> well, no. That's, the, that, that's the, the best room. That's where you got to take your visiting guests. So. <laughs> or no. wouldn't you just fly the other direction? Yeah, there's <laughs> so much. I mean, the planet's Bickety. round, right? Yeah. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah. Um, oh, this I mean, clear, gonna... clearly it's just to move the story along and, and, yeah. and have that element of, oh my gosh, oh, we could get caught trends. any minute. I hate for the plot excuses, but... I'm always forced to take them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't. I can't give you a good explanation. Yeah. No. That. This episode just took a dump for me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was going so well. Uh. Still enjoyable though. Oh, not like consensus. Not one of my favorites, but totally watchable with some really cool and funny moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, so a good episode all around. Although probably not going to end up on anybody's top ten lists. Probably not top 100 list. <laughs> wow, really? Probably not. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, definitely I, not yeah, top 50. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just kind <laughs> of a <laughs> It's just just kind of a a, a good solid like you can't go wrong watching it but it's you know it's there it's like, got it's a not little an epi- it's got a little bit of everything you want from a clone wars episode you know you've got a mm-hmm. jedi with a lightsaber you've got a clone um you know shooting at at the battle droids you got a little bit of the silly jar jar you got a little bit of the political um uh, storyline, you know, that kind of is driving the whole underline of the whole Clone Wars. Um, maybe could could use more Dooku. Could we say that? You know, to make it e- you know even what? stronger. I was about to bring that up. Uh, kudos to the episode for being as engaging as it is without featuring any of the main cast. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's that's also a really yeah. good point. Actually, you know, yeah. I, I totally um I totally spaced that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even recognize or reckon you know kind of that didn't really register with me yeah i mean normally it would be anakin going as the ambassador right or obi-wan yeah. you know normally it would be padme with anakin not far behind right yeah. that's what right. involved totally yeah yeah and obi-wan would be on the planet with rex right yeah yeah totally <laughs> so yeah i mean you're right i mean they they strayed from the formula a little bit, but they had elements of everything that makes it a fun Clone War story. So, yeah, it's a fun Definitely. one. Yeah. All right. And so with that, we're going to call it a wrap on this episode of Fans of the Force Clone Wars Rewind. Uh, you can follow up or first of all, uh, next week we'll be talking about Ambush, which is episode one of season one and (laughs) we would love it if you would join us again next week watch along and then tune in for our thoughts about ambush if you'd like to chat with us about any of the episodes we've talked about so far please find us on facebook and twitter at force fan podcast and we'd love it if you would leave us a review and rate us on itunes Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. 
Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. May the force be with you.